Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Welcome citizens to another edition of the eighth season of New Amsterdam Radio. We just rocking and rolling. Uh, it should be airing Thursdays wherever you get your podcast. I want to apologize uh, for the delay in last week's episode. It was one of those situations where I had everything planned. I uploaded everything. I was recording. All the graphics were in. Set the timer. And then when the podcast didn't release, I went back and I went, oh, wait. I didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> so it came back a little later this afternoon. Thank you so much for holding me accountable. NewAmsterdam.com, at NewAmsterdam on that Instagram, and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Officially award-winning uh, Lit Talent Award 2022 winner, New Amsterdam. Before we get to what today's show is all about, I just want to say, hey, when I'm trying to figure out what to do around town whether or not with friends or solo, I check out SeatGeek to get tickets and access to the best shows, concerts, events all over the city and more. Make sure you use promo code FLOBITO, F-L-O-B-I-T-O, for $20 off your first order. That's crazy. $20 off. $20 off. Shout out. SeatGeek. Tell them FLOBITO sent you. Uh, well, my guest this week is uh, Tanisha Williams. In fact, we came across uh, just on similar paths. She has taken her life experience in corporate America as an executive to parlay that into helping other individuals, namely women, as an empowerment coach to help them through their transitions from that corporate life, from that structure nine to five into whatever their passion is and what that passion means for employment and much, much more. So Tanisha and I really had a brisk conversation Hopefully you enjoy it too, but let me know what you think personally. I'm at Flobo Boys on that Twitter sphere. Just tag me, ping me, all that stuff. Let me know what you thought about this episode and all the other episodes in that new Amsterdam radio canon. Enough of my rambling. It's now my chat with Tanisha Williams. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with people who are doing the dang thing. And my guest, Tanisha Williams, do the thing, an empowerment coach. I need to be empowered. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the show. I know your time is precious, so being able to sit here and pick your brain is definitely a highlight for me today. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk uh, branding. What exactly is an empowerment coach, and are there misconceptions what those words mean to people? Um. Well, for me, an empowerment coach just means, and it's specifically for women. Mm -hmm. And for me, it means just empowering women to have choices, to have options, to be able to do the things that they want to do in life. So a lot of times women may not have the resources, they may not have the information. Um, in a lot of cases, they may want to do the things that they don't have access to doing. So I empower them to be able to do what it is they want to do. Yeah. When it comes to, and again, I, I obviously come from the outside perspective. So when it mm -hmm. comes to the, the plight for uh, for women to to feel empowered, to make that decision, mm -hmm. whatever that decision may be, what are some roadblocks that aren't talked about as much that seem to be in the way? 
Well, I think, um, you know, specifically, I, I am targeting women who feel stuck, like in their nine to five, and they're frustrated, you know, they've been there for years, there's no way to where to go from there, they feel like they were meant to do more, they know they were meant to do more, but they may have a lot of fears associated with making that transition. Obviously, money is going to be a roadblock to getting there. So mm -hmm. I just kind of give them the, the tools, the resources and guide them to building their own roadmap to, yeah. to make that to make that leap. But, yeah, that's always a challenge. I think fear going out on your own, um, wondering if it's going to be successful. You know, you have those voices in your head that tell you you can't do it. And um, I think that's a, the biggest challenge that hold most women back and then kind of staying in the mindset of being motivated to do it. Um, there's a strategy for that as well. So these things often keep people from just making that leap into what it is they want to do. You had mentioned the money aspect and a, a mm -hmm. lot of creatives uh, have that, whether it's a concern or a fear, that really comes down to interpretation, how much that weighs on them. But is it as an insurmountable barrier for some? Is it an, an actual situation or does it become like a mental thing when it comes to making that jump from the nine to five space into entrepreneurship or something like that? Um, I think... I think it varies depending on the person. You do have people who, you know, I've seen people who are in position to to make that leap. You know, maybe they have something going or they have a, a great idea that they've tested in the market and they see it may be viable. But they're, those voices just keep, you know, saying, you know, who are you to do this? Or if you do this, you're going to fail. Um, so I think it is mindset. Mindset plays a big part into not being able to, you know, venture out and do new things. And, yeah. you know, in the, in the program that I have, that's one of the, you know, before we even get to the part about how to make money or, or different ways you can make money online, it's prefaced with, uh, you know, dealing with mindset, dealing with the, the fears and the challenges, because if you don't have those things um, tackled, then mm -hmm. it just, it doesn't matter if you have the ability to, to make the money, making that transition, you'll always have the fears, you'll always have that, you know, negative mindset, those uh, belief systems that are just not serving you, you'll always have those as, as a block to, to getting out and, and getting what you want. And you've walked that path yourself. You were in the nine to five space and, and had a very, very uh, formidable career and you made that jump. So what was that experience like for you? Was it, was it a scary, was it fun? Was it exciting? Is it the same emotion? What's your take? Yeah, it was, it was scary. It was really, really <laughs> scary because I was, um, I'd been with Los Angeles County for 25 years and I was, you know, making six figures. I was an auditor. And so just the idea of going from something that was, uh, you know, seemed appeared to be more stable to something, the unknown, you know, that's a scary thing. You know, it's, it's not an easy transition to make. I think for me, um, when 2020 hit, it got different. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I, I started thinking about life as being a little bit more fragile and not promised to everybody else. And it's one of those times where you ask yourself, like, you know, if, if, if I were to die tomorrow, what, were, what would be my regrets? 
you know, you start thinking like that. I think those types of situations kind of put you in that mindset of, of wanting, you know, more and feeling like, you know, time is, is, is valuable. Time is, is not promised to everybody else. So I think that um, I had already been thinking about and, and kind of tussling with the idea of uh, retirement, but I think that sealed it for me. Um, you know, I, I, I had just got to the point where I just, I couldn't do it anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and during the pandemic, I know a lot of people were able to work from home, which was one of my challenges too, because I worked far away. And so my commutes were like two hours going and two hours coming. So I wow. spent like four hours on the road. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I was able to work from home and I thought, okay, well, maybe this will kind of quiet down that, you know, need and desire to, to leave. And, and it worked for, you know, a few months. But like I said, once the pandemic hit, that, that didn't even work anymore. Right. So, you, you know, internally, when it's time to, to make that transition, you'll have something that's just pulling at you constantly. And you just, you, I just got to a point where I couldn't ignore it. So I did it. Is it uh, okay to say that most people when they make that jump, it isn't like a bad day, but uh, a combination of other experiences building up with a desire to jump off? Or do you find your clients going, no, this happened, I need to go now? Um, I think for most people, it happens throughout a course of time. So sure. it's not just an all of a sudden type thing. You feel yourself being nudged in a certain direction. You feel like you know, you're supposed to be doing something else. And, and for me, it was, in, you know, years in the making, like I've done a lot of side businesses. Um, and I've always known that I wanted to be in, you know, doing, uh, be an entrepreneur and do my own thing full time versus, you know, working in a nine to five. So it was a gradual um, push in, in this direction, but it just, it, it got stronger. <laughs> it got stronger over time. Well, this is why I asked because I feel like, well, okay, this is kind of a gruesome story. But when I was uh, in high school, we were talking about the Roman Empire. They say, what yeah. will kill the Roman Empire inside or outside? If someone has a heart attack, falls over a train platform and gets by a train, was it internal or external? And it felt like for me, the the idea of man, it'd be great to be my own businessman. I mean, great. This is like the mid two thousands where, or two thousand fifteen, where it was CEO worship and music and movies. I want to be my own CEO. But then my job, my cushy job, quote unquote, fired me on Thanksgiving Day, and I was thrust outside. And so I was kind of like, how long would I have sit there thinking about doing it if I didn't have to have to do it? And I thought right. it was kind of cool to see uh, that mix with with any entrepreneur or creator we have on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of people probably went through that during 2020 where they did lose their jobs. And so they were something that they had on the back burner became like, you know, their only source of income. And they just had to push forward in that direction because they were made to do it. Um, so you, you do get people from from both sides to where, you know, either they're they're pushed into it or they just uh, decide to make that that leap and that transition on their own. What motivates you to shift into helping others? I mean, you had the knowledge experience. You could have just like did it for yourself and was like, be chilling, you know, but what made you go, you know what? I want to be able to set something up for the next generation, the next, my next of kid to help out. You know, honestly, coaching is one of those things that I've been doing for ever and, and didn't even recognize it. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was um, where I would just, I would coach friends, I would coach families, I would set up, you know, programs for them to accomplish a goal. And I didn't even know that I was doing it because that was just me and, you know, the fabric of, of who I am. And so I came across something online. It was an advertisement for like a weekend thing in San Diego. My husband and I went out there and I didn't realize what it was until I got there. And it was just the weirdest thing. And and the whole thing was just about being a coach. And they'd even played, you know, I I have like different uh, music that I listen to. And there was this one um, song that I would listen to like all the time whenever I was doing work. And strangely, they played that during like this meditation session that they had. So it was just like everything was, you know, just pulling me in that direction and and just kind of opening my eyes to, hey, this is something that, you know, I need to be doing. And um, it didn't happen like right away. I had joined that program. They had like a, a coaching kind of program. So I joined that program, but I didn't decide to actually transition into coaching until years later. In fact, I'd opened up an assistant um, living facility out of my home first. Wow. And yeah. And so, you know, even after doing that, it was just, I just couldn't get away from the feeling and the need to to go in this direction. Uh, my, my mom, full disclosure, my mom is a, a retired nurse, 34 yeah. years in labor and delivery. And, uh, and I guess, so many years of her later years, she shifted into like the admin side, you know, home care side and, and mm-hmm. QA and QI and just here with the mountains of paperwork and joint commission. Like it is a labyrinth of red tape. So I'm just yeah. you know, impressed. I'm, I'm you know, props for helping out the others in that way as well. So, yeah. uh, so, so when someone comes to you as a client yeah. um, and it, and I always, I, I always ask coaches this because a lot of times they can't even articulate what they need help with first. There's a lot of mm-hmm. fires going at the same time. Is there anything you start off as a one-on-one? Is there anything that you have to like say before you even have your own concerns, get through this first? What does that look like in a consultation? So the first step is to find out where they are, what their starting point is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can figure anything else out until you know where you are and then you can map out, you know, a roadmap to where it is that you want to go. So in the case of a client wanting to, you know, make that leap or that transition from a nine to five into entrepreneurship, we need to dig deep into what their financial situation is. You know, what are your expenses? How much will you, depending on how how long you've been at your job, what type of uh, retirement income will you expect once you leave? What other sources of income will you have coming in, whether that's stock, do you own property, what are your monthly expenses, what is your debt, what can be paid off in a short period of time. So we just do a deep dive into where they are currently, and then that way we can find out, okay, how much money do you need to make in order to make that transition? So that that's the first step is 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 determining where they are, and then we can map out a, a, a you know a guide to where they need to go. That's actually a pretty insightful too. Make sure you have you give yourself the set yourself up the best way for success for making the job. Uh, you had mentioned on, on your website that mm-hmm. that you help with mitigating self doubt. 
Uh, I know that's something that afflicts all of us from all, all different walks of life. Obviously, I can't speak on uh, what that happens uh, for women, but what is that like when someone comes to you and they have that self-doubt, that have that fear about being successful? They heard the statistics, business fail all the time. What, what, who am I to think I can get one off the ground? How do you help mm -hmm. out with that? Well, I think for me, um, I just guide them into the direction of, you know, motivating themselves and internalizing the fact that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. You have to put together a system of belief. And what that looks like is reading or listening to motivational information on a daily basis. And I literally mean on a daily basis, because we all go through that period of time where, you know, we're not at our, our height of, of belief and, and feeling like, okay, this is really going to happen. And so once you develop a system of doing that on a regular basis, you internalize those beliefs. And then, you know, one day you, you wake up and you're feeling stronger, you're feeling better about, you know, your ability to do those things, but it is a learned mindset that yeah. you have to implement. That's right. Mindset is so, so important. So key. When you are off for the day, uh, is it hard, easy to take work away from home? Like, do you have to like decompress from your clients or is it kind of like, well, clock in, see tomorrow? Like how, how what's the mental like when you're finished at their work? Um, I, you know, I, I have days where I work all the way up until, you know, 11 o'clock. If I'm not with the client, then I'm working on um, just reaching out to clients. So for me, it's, you know, I'll, I'll take a break, go to the gym, you know, come back, take a, a, a nice long bath. It's it's about self-care. And then I right. listen to my audio books. And then I may do another two, three hours of, of learning education because that, you know, I think that's key too. You, you learn as much as you grow. And um, I, I do have two days where I at least try and do absolutely nothing and just, you know, spend time with family, go to the movies, go, you know, go out to dinner because I think that you need those things so that you don't experience those burnout moments. It's easier, I think, when you are in a field that you're passionate about and that you love doing. It's harder to turn off, I think, when you're in that space. But I think that space also drives you to success. Mm -hmm. So, but you, you know, even even in that, you still have to take those moments and 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 break away and and do some self care just to kind of rejuvenate and uh, so that you're fresh and ready to go on whatever it is your your work week. All right, side question. What's your favorite way to train? Are you weightlifting, tennis, uh, cardio? Cardio. So I do, uh, the class is called kick, it's, a, it's like kickboxing. It's body camp, I think. It's okay, like, yeah, I gotcha. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like kickboxing calisthenics, like TKD uh -huh. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I did it the only once. I, I am not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's intense. It yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me more about the six-week dream builder system and what people can draw from it. So with the six-week dream builder system, basically it is um, four parts. It is, uh, it's, um, it's, let me just kind of get my here. So it's, yeah. it's planning your dream. 
It's believing your dream is where we go over week two. Um, and planning your dream is what I discussed earlier where we're looking at their, we're doing a deep dive into their finances and, and determining how much money they would need to make that transition. And then week two is, is believing your dream. And so this is where the client will learn tools um, for reframing their limiting beliefs into beliefs that are more empowering and can get them to where they need to be. Week three is seizing their dream. And this is where they're challenging those uh, paralyzing fears that kind of keep them stuck. So I have different exercises that allow them to challenge those fears. Because I don't think, I mean, you know, most people will tell you, oh, you, you conquer your fears and, you know, you get over them. But I think that a lot of times and in many cases, when people wait to conquer those fears, then it kind of keeps them in the same situation. So you have to just kind of get comfortable acting and moving forward in spite of those fears. So I have like different um, exercises to help them just move past their fears. And week four is um, funding your dream. That's the beginning of a three-part where we do, um, they're discovering what businesses that will be suitable for them, you know, how they can make money online. So we go over three different ways they can make money online. We discuss the things that they're, they're good at, the things that people will actually buy, things that people have uh, complimented them on. So we just hone in on their perfect business or the business for them uh, that can then transition them into, um, into entrepreneurship. And then with, within Funding Your Dream, we're doing the discovery, we're doing the structure where we're actually building their uh, foundation for their business. So we're, you know, setting up, you know, whether they want to do the LLC, whether they want to do sole proprietorship, we're helping them set up and build the structure for their dream. Mm -hmm. And then um, week six is marketing. So we go over, you know, who their target market is, and then we set up like a marketing plan that they can utilize, you know, throughout their uh, process of being entrepreneurship to help build and, and grow their business. What I like about that is that it's, it, there's a structure there, but it allows it to grow because it always feels like the nature of entrepreneurship is changing, right? The idea right. of the three-piece suit, the briefcase is cool, but it's yeah. not the only path anymore. So mm -hmm. going into your, to, into your curriculum, uh, how much of that was future-proofing, I should say, for the next generation? Um, I think a lot of it because, for one, the online industry is, is, is booming. And I think that's uh, futuristic because, you know, getting away from just brick and mortar, I think there is limits to the, your reach in terms of your target audience. When you do something online, then, you know, the whole world is your audience. And so just finding ways to transform what their gifts are, what they're good at, and put that into something that they can do online. And it doesn't mean that they can't do something, you know, with a brick and mortar or something more self-serving in their community. It just means that they should have um, something built to where they can make money online without, you know, having to 
um, worry about their 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 um, their target market being small or minimal, and just having access to more people. Oh yeah, definitely, and 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 that the access thing is the most important thing. Being able right. to, to go to the next step with that. So respect. What have clients have been have been saying after or during working with you? I mean, it must be a unique experience for them. Or is it kind of like a personal training relationship where you're killing me, Tanisha, but you're you're just getting back? Or <laughs> I'm like, wow, thanks. No, I think uh, clients have, you know, my one client I'm working with now, and, and I think they're, they're very appreciative because, you know, my, my coaching style is, is flexible in a sense of, you know, I know that everybody, not everybody thinks the same, not everybody, um, you know, goes about doing things daily in the mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of structure what I do based on what that client's needs are. Some people just need to have, you know, a, a push, you know, or nudge in a, in a certain direction so I can kind of guide them through. And then some people need more accountability so I can be that as well. But, you know, ultimately it's it's my goal to see that my clients are successful. Tanisha Williams, so glad you're on the show. Before we get to like the whole rundown of how people connect with you, very important question. I need to know the answer. Okay. What is your favorite junk food? I just got to know. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> My favorite junk food. Yeah. I would say uh, popcorn. What? That, that, I mean, it is. <laughs> is that a junk food? <laughs> it's like saying, oh, a scoop of peanut butter. I guess it is, but... <laughs> because I go to movies a lot and so okay. I'm sitting there with a big bucket of popcorn with extra butter on it so <laughs> I think that definitely classifies the butter, yes. as a uh, junk food <laughs> uh, Ms. Williams if women listen to you now and they want to connect with you and engage you maybe even check out some of your uh, your lessons how they go about doing that how can they uh, contact you so they can uh, reach out to me my email address is tw at dreamsunlimitedcoaching.com they can also go to my website, uh, dreamsunlimitedcoaching.com. There is a tab on there that says uh, start here. And that's where they will be given three steps on you know, how they can get started. So, and within that, they'll be taking an assessment to see if this is the, the right fit for them. And then once they take that assessment, I'll receive the information then we can set up a, a quick uh, coaching call, 15 minute coaching call to just kind of go over some specifics and, and see if if this is something that is right for them. This is going to be great. I hope the people who are listening now are interested to take them up on the offer because knowledge is power, as they say. It's New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for Chris. Thank you so much for being on the show. I just love this chatting up game and how you came and made a decision to work for yourself and to help others at the same time. It's fascinating stuff. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> popcorn. Chocolate on popcorn. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.